0: Here we go with the John Curley Sherry Ellicker show, and you coming along with the ride. Teeny tiny lady's gonna get those letters and letter of the day. That is her big, big job. Think about it, it's the last thing that's read before we go into the six to seven o'clock hour, Sherry. So, Teeny, the responsibility on this young lady's shoulders is not to be underestimated. Oh, you. Teeny, you're doing a great job. Super duper girl. Super. All right, whatever that means. One, triple eight, nine, seven, three, five, four, seven, six. That is the uh, text line. It's sponsored by the Muckleshoot Casino. Let's dive into the day! <laughs> All righty. I remember one time uh, LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, I think he was running for Senate, and he said, uh, my opponent of having sex with farm animals and his uh press secretary said what he doesn't have sex with what are you talking about and lbj goes i know i know he doesn't but i just want to hear him deny it it seems like that's what's happening here with james carville so carville uh of course he's the guy that's famous for the war room working with um bill clinton uh, he's a hey hey kate down there you know <laughs> and uh so he's sitting there with his Looks like a smelly sweatshirt. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But he's sitting there and he's talking about, well, he saw Donald Trump's hand when he was coming out of the uh, courtroom there in New York and said. If
1: you go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up, there's a story that talks about Trump having hand cuts. And you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores, and the answer is immediate and unanimous, secondary syphilis. Uh-oh. All right, I think that, oh. I think there's a good chance this man has to clap. And I'm not being particularly secretive about it. I am texting the photo. You can link to it. It's in some operation called the Daily Mail. It's some British thing. It's probably a Fleet Street rag, but. You know, maybe the picture was doctored or whatever, but I, maybe the story goes somewhere. Maybe it won't. But I'm telling you, at one o'clock Eastern, I'm humping this thing like a young dog on old furniture.
0: Yeah, he's oh. humping this thing like an old dog on new furniture, Sherry. <laughs>
2: it's good, good to know James Carville, one of the most unattractive men that <laughs> ever walked the
1: Whoa.
2: <laughs> well, he is really weird. Whoa, I've wow. seen him. Now, wow. I've seen him in person many times, and he is he is an odd-looking, uh, odd-looking guy. Uh, so this is what happened. He came out of the courtroom. He had his hand up, and there were some red splotches, um, you know, kind of on uh, – by his index finger and then down, you know, around near his thumb and all of that. TMZ, another reliable source, uh, says that his people said he simply had a, a paper cut and it bled a little bit and it went down his hand. Um, and mm-hmm. in a, in a ne- the next picture, he, he didn't have them anymore, which was just minutes after oh. that, I guess. So they think he just washed his hands and that's all it was. It was seemed like a lot of blood for a for a paper cut, though.
0: Kelly, we're talking about it.
1: Yeah. They'll they'll go after
2: anything. No, not just syphilis, secondary syphilis.
1: And then he said the clap, which is totally different, right?
2: No, I think the clap is a general term for any kind of uh, VD.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've read that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for <okay>, sure. <laughs> ch- ch- so James
0: Carville is a big supporter for the uh Jimmy V Foundation. I do that auction in Napa every year, and he's always there. He wasn't there last year. I always go over and talk to him because I like to hear his, you know, take on politics. So i go over, hey, did you watch the debate last? I watched the debate, yeah. Right, so I've talked for a little while. He has the papers has got the new york times he flips down the one side of it the corner of it while talking to me and so i ask a couple more questions and stuff i'm sort of engaging with him oh, i'm gonna riff here with james carville and he he like i say one thing after he makes his comment and then he does that thing where he snaps the right side of the paper and the thing that was sort of folded down snaps back up to attention and and he basically closes me out i guess that's his way of saying i'm done talking to you and i sort of like huh Okay, this conversation's over. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah,
2: that would that would kind but of. But I didn't uh, get a
0: picture of him. I did get a picture of him with. Uh, I got a nice photo of myself. I don't ever ask for photos, but I thought,
2: nah, eh, you know,
0: there's a. Was he unattractive get, as um,
1: Sherry claims?
0: I had no desire to make out with him. Okay, if that's what you want to know. Yeah, I did. Sherry, uh,
2: no, I I didn't I didn't feel the need.
0: To ask. Or to make out with
2: him? <laughs> oh, 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 both, both. I, I didn't really okay. need to have a conversation with him or make out with him.
0: Okay, moving on. Immigration, illegal immigration leaves the Denver's biggest hospital with a hundred and thirty million dollar bill, which of course no one is going to pay. So if you. Are an illegal immigrant, you come into the country. The thing about this country is if you know they call an ambulance for you, they're gonna pick you up and take you to the hospital. They don't ask you if you have medical coverage, they don't ask you if you have insurance, they're gonna treat you. People do not die on the streets in America. Once they call an ambulance, they roll you in there. The hospital expects to write off a certain percentage of these, but they probably didn't expect to pay a hundred and thirty million dollars of unpaid um bills hospital bills so the federal government looks into providing for all everyone uh, including illegal immigrants in california i think they're floating the idea that they would pay for it i think washington also talked about it as well didn't we have that story a couple weeks ago that um regardless of your legal status in the united states if you broke the law you snuck into the country and you're here illegally, we, uh, we, being the taxpayers, will pay for your medical. So I think Washington's looking into that. I know California has it and others as well. So too bad for Denver with $130 million. The, it will either be written off or the cost will be um, – you'll bear it by everybody else. So for every one person that goes in without any medical insurance, no health insurance, I think it's like eight pay for the one or something. That's why the bills are often so high.
2: It was 8,000 migrants uh, coming from Central America had 20,000 visits to the ER. And um, Mm. the hospital lost in 2002, they lost about, you know, I don't know, maybe 37 million or 35 million in 2022. And these are everything: these are dental emergencies, uh, mental health, uh, childbirth. Uh, but their costs, they say, exceeds the revenue that they have now. So they're they're starting to turn down patients, which I didn't think they could do. I didn't think unless you're completely booked, you, you know, you're you're filled up like what happened with COVID when they didn't have any room, they they can't really turn anybody away because of the ability to pay, can they?
0: No, they don't turn them away. No, <clears throat> you know, you, they roll you in there. They don't if you're unconscious or whatever. They don't ask you if you have insurance. and Then they will get you back in the ambulance and send you somewhere else. They might try to transfer you out. You get in there, you have no insurance. They're like, you know what, let's see if the guy doesn't need critical care. Let's ship him off to some other place and see if he can be covered over there. There's the stories in Portland is missing, is having the, you know, the wicked brunt of this snow and rain and sleet and things like that. So they've had a bunch of down power lines. Two adults and a teenager dead in northeast Portland. Portland Fire says they were electrocuted by a down power line. A two-year-old child is the lone survivor. Brandon Thompson, live in that neighborhood... Brandon, do we know how that toddler is doing? Well, Portland Fire reported that the toddler appeared uninjured at the scene. That child was still taken to the hospital. The Portland Firefighters report that a neighbor rescued that infant, grabbing it from one of the unresponsive adults who was lying on the street when this all happened. Now, it... By the way, I, so I, I, I don't know how I came upon this uh, about a month and a half ago. Uh, PSE did a public service announcement on what to do with down power lines. Oh, it's two two minutes and thirty two seconds. Okay, it is fascinating because this might be something somebody might actually run into. You know, you get the ice on the power lines and that then it just comes down, or somebody runs into a pole. It's really wild how you can get out of your car safely and get away from the down power lines. So here we go. This is the um, you ready, Sherry? Yeah, You're taking I'm ready. notes.
2: I, I watched it. I already know. Hi,
0: this is Stephen Stonebanks. I've been in a car accident. I hit a power pole. No, I'm okay, but there are power lines on my car. Okay. Yeah, I know. I won't move until you tell me that the line is de-energized. Are you okay? Hey, stay back. No, don't come any closer. You could get shocked by the ground around these down power lines. Stay back about 35 feet and make sure no one
3: else comes near.
0: Okay. By the way, I appreciate all the information, but you can tell this is one of those industrial films. Sure, you can't just tell they cast these guys and stuff in order to deliver these lines, right? Yeah. Stay back 35 feet. Right.
1: Okay. (laughs) I've called 911. They're on their way. Thank you. Oh, boy. Uh, Not good. (laughs) Okay. Plan B. Uh, Exit
0: the vehicle. Oh, the... Is the car filling up with smoke? Is that what it is? Yes. Or is it yeah, a crow he's got to get out of that
2: okay.
0: car. And it sounds like there's a crow outside. Sir. But now i got to worry about touch potential. Touch potential is risk of electrocution based on one part of the body touching an energized object like a car while simultaneously touching the ground. Electricity flows from the vehicle through the body and into the ground, essentially making me into a human jumper cable, which would be bad. i got to jump and land with both feet together. Jump and land with both feet together.
2: How do you do that from a car? Whew! Okay, now, step potential. Because the ground
0: is energized, electrical current can travel through me if my feet aren't close together. Electrical current enters through one foot and out the other. The further apart my feet are, the greater my chances of getting shot. So... Isn't that crazy? This is like a science fair project in eighth grade. So you can't, when you're get walking away, you have to kind of, your feet have to be closer together. I must move away using short shuffling steps. Right. Shuffle, shuffle,
1: shuffle. There you go. You got this, Steven. No large steps. Just keep on shuffling. Every day I'm shuffling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh-oh, he's got a phone call. Now what's he do, Sherry? I'm sorry,
1: I can't come to the phone right now. I'm busy
0: trying to stay alive at the moment. Almost there. He's still shuffling. This music's a little overwhelming. Uh-oh. Is he going to answer the phone?
2: Hi, honey. It's his wife again. No,
0: everything's okay. Oh. No, no, nobody got hurt today. Well, except the, uh... remember how we were talking except about what? getting me a new car. Okay. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're on that the so ha- how typical
2: to... industrial, right? That was I the short version too. That started like six shuffling. minutes. Yeah, I know. It's it was yeah. long.
0: Yeah. But hopefully you'll all learn something from it. You know, that's, we're trying to inform and entertain and keep you alive as long as possible.
2: But how do you jump from the car? On both feet, like what? Do you, how, or can't you just kind of swing your legs over and just put them both down on the ground at the same time? Is it you just and don't you want sw- one foot then the other foot?
0: And you don't want to be touching your right. car either.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Let's get that. So you can't touch the metal part of the car. So you're sitting in the seat, pull your legs up, turn in the seat, and then put both feet down on the ground, and then shuffle, 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 shuffle.
2: Okay. Shuffle, the jumping part threw me off.
0: Yeah, I don't let to throw you there.
2: Got it? <laughs> I got it. I'm ready. I am ready <laughs> to go. I am shuffling. I am uh, shuffling. I am shuffling.
0: Right. See, you've done a lot of those infomercials, so you know how bad it is, right? In fact, it, it's the weather is so bad, as Joe tells us, the ice in Portland is so bad that the uh, Trailblazers, who is this guy? Uh, player? DeAndre Ayton. Um, oh! He couldn't get out of his house to get to the game last night, despite the emergency crew being sent to help. They sent an emergency crew to try to get him out?
1: Yeah, I guess he lives on a hill Not or something, that. and the ice was just too bad. They couldn't get to him.
2: They said they tr- he tried for hours to find a way to get to the game. He had, I think he was gone for like 11 games before that for an injury, so this was his first day back, and he really tried mm-hmm. to get there, and he just he couldn't make it. It was just a sheet of ice. So there was no way to get around it. Isn't
0: that it weird? It's like you think of other people that can't get into work, but they're like, that guy can't get into work, and then the Trailblazers lose a game or something. It's just you realize that sometimes certain jobs just like really you couldn't, like, when you left earlier, or, or didn't the Trailblazers have a big, fancy, I don't know, helicopter, like helicopter or something? <laughs> to get them yeah, in? a helicopter. Yeah, something for
2: the guy. Uh, for the amount of this money. They so strange
0: make. See, I know. Sometimes you know, I took I got tickets to go see uh, the Trailblazers. I took ride there to a game. Kevin Calabro got us incredible seats, and then we could go back into the press box. and we could go into the locker room and see everything. So we're going into this players' entrance, and you're watching all these guys pull up in their fancy cars and get out of their car and just walk on. Ryan knew with them all, and he's like, "Hey, hey, how you doing?" He knew where the guys were, and Ryan goes, "It's so weird, Dad. It's like these guys are like, they're like." Giants And they're incredibly paid athletes. But yet, there they are just driving up in their car just like the rest of us. I said, no, right, their cars cost $300,000. They're not driving up like the rest of us. But mm-hmm. they are driving up. But, you know, when you see them getting out of their cars and just, hey, guys, how you doing? Get the bag there. Go in there and make their $30 million or $40 million bucks, whatever they're making. Just yeah, going to show is- you, Sherry. You, you put your pants on one leg at a time and then jump out of the car with both jump legs in Jump out of the car, the both
2: feet, of shuffle, shuffling
3: of
0: shuffling. All right. They, uh, the folks in Olympia grinding away, they say, you know, uh, having them making laws and making sausage. You don't want to watch either one, but that's why Matt Markovich does the job. He doesn't mind watching people make sausage. As long as you're playing. (laughs) All right, Matt.
3: This ugly sausage. Let's talk about this one.
0: It is. It is. They've got one they've been kicking around. They started this thing last year. It was if you report a hate crime, um, then they would pay you $2,000. I think that got dropped. People kept thinking, oh, that's still around. So that got kicked out. But they brought this hate crime bill back again. And um, what are the specifics on it that uh, they're kicking around now in Olympia?
3: Well, I don't know if Joe told you about the whole history behind this while we're talking about it here. The 2000... Let's hear it. Yeah, well, there's uh, some bad media, fake news out there that I caught. Called Uh-oh. them out. Uh-oh. Um, our buddies at the Washington Policy Center and our friends at Como. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They wrote the uh-huh. story all wrong. It basically said that this new bill... That was, is being heard as we speak in the Ways and Means Committee. Um, uh, uh, has that element of $2,000 if you want to call up your neighbor and report them as a hate crime, uh, they, what they're saying, whatever, and you get $2,000 back uh, for reporting that. And that was in the original bill. And so they've been publishing stories that today they're talking about that $2,000 thing. But that's not true. I called Representative okay. uh, Senator Monker dingers office, who authored the substitute bill. And she said, uh, their office said, no, we took that out. It was too controversial. So... There you go. Um, A lot of people reporting that the $2,000 incentive is there, and it's actually not.
0: Okay, so they took that out. I think it was in there originally when last year where they were looking at it. Now they took it out as they're bringing this thing back up again. Basically, it's... uh, they they want to, but it's still true. They want to set up a uh, people that you could call and talk to, a place to report hate crimes, and then if you're a victim of hate crimes, then they have like some sort of counseling for you or something like that. Yeah, that it's it a
3: it's a whole bunch of stuff. It's about uh, it's a hotline set up and it'll be run through the attorney general's office, uh, and it would deal with uh, behavioral health providers uh, who who may need some people who may be reporting this crime. Uh, or this incident of hate crime that they may need counseling, so it's a long, lengthy bill about all the all the what would constitute a hate crime in a in a way. there's some definitions in there, but it's all about this hotline, mm-hmm. and, and right now, there's no funding for this hotline, so that's kind of what killed it last uh, earlier this year in January when they heard this. It's come back again. Monker Dengra has brought it back again. No funding tied to it, but it, it it's been been brought up again today. And I, as I see it, that doesn't have another what they call an executive session hearing. It has nothing nothing planned, so I don't know if it's going to pass out of committee again this year. It didn't pass last time. It may not pass again. But again, yeah, it's all about setting all right, up a hotline for people to report uh, hate crime. And then you're, you're kept. kept uh, the people who are reporting it, there's a lot of confidentiality in that. A lot of help for the people who are mm-hmm. reporting it because of potential backlash and protection. And so that's what the oh right, about.
0: right, they, th- right. So the reason they want to have a hotline is they say these people don't trust the police. I don't know why, uh, according to the. Folks on the left, you have absolutely no reason to trust them. So they don't trust the police. They don't want to go to police. So they're going to set up this separate thing, this phone call that you can go to, and then you can report the hate crime. <clears throat> so you're bypassing the criminal justice system in order to have the hotline. And then at that point, I guess the hotline people then hand the information to the police or for somebody to investigate. That's I'm right. Assuming it, that would be sort of the chain of command of this. Right? Yeah,
3: but but you have to give them permission to use that information so I can report on my neighbor. And say Bill is la la la, and then uh, they'll say Matt, do you want to your name tied to this? And you go, no, I don't want to. And then it makes it harder to prosecute that person. But there's, uh, there's that's kind of what the bill is about. I'm oversimplifying a very lengthy bill. No, but I get it. Yeah, that's... I get
0: it. If, okay, what? let's play. Let's play. We're all in Olympia, Sherry. If I were in Olympia, I would make a, a friendly amendment to the bill. That if you report somebody and it's not true. It's a hate hoax, as about a third of these hoaxes that you hear are fake, that if you report somebody and you're accusing them of a hate crime, you will then be fined $10,000 and spend 100 days in
2: jail. Well, I think that's a good idea. The the supporters of this... All in favor uh, of that? Is, well, this is from Como News, uh, whether this is true or not. They say that it's not just that they want to use <laughs> no, it's the not. hotline your first as a plan. resource. Wait, wait, wait. It, uh, but they believe it's going to be a true indication of hate crime statistics in Washington because crime numbers currently reported might be much higher because of anxiety toward law enforcement. So they think this hotline uh-huh. is going to provide this opportunity for people and they can get a true picture then of the hate crimes, the many, 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 many hate crimes that are going on in Washington. I think
3: John I think John hit it, is that uh, this avoids you calling 911 and having an officer show up, and then you're involved in a, a legal issue about a hate crime. This is reporting it through the Attorney General's office, who then will notify law enforcement for you, so you can be protected. Mm. So, like, Jossie
0: Somolet uh, or however you say his name, That guy and the complete ridiculous charges, I think they charged him um, with false uh, reporting of a crime. And then I also think that they wanted him to pay uh, a restitution to the city or to the state Mm -hmm. for the amount of time it took for them to investigate his completely made up uh, charge of a racial attack at two o'clock in the morning when it was like six degrees below zero against two MAGA Republicans um, that he happened to pay with a check. So they did they did find him and they made him pay something. I forget it was a hundred and some thousand dollars. This 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 hate crime stuff. That they love in the state of Washington. Whenever you, I, so whenever I see something like this, Matt, I always look to see what happened in California, because that's where all of these things <laughs> yeah, come absolutely from. So in correct. You're they absolutely correct. Absolutely right.
3: Yes. Uh-huh.
0: they just passed this in California, and guess how much money that they're going to take from the taxpayers and give to all of these groups? They're going to be quote unquote fighting hate crimes. 90 million dollars they came up with. Wow. 90 million. And all of these activist groups are all saying, oh, our, our numbers are off the charts. We've got all these hate crimes. We've had pe- our numbers, are. we've got 500 and 1,500 people, and all these hate crimes. We need money, 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 money. So I looked at the list. There's about 15 of these different activist groups. Some are getting 500,000, some get seven hundred. some get 100,000, but they all get a piece of that pie. So I do believe they inflate those numbers so that they can get the cash in order to keep all this stuff going. But in Washington, they don't have any money attached to it yet. But again, it's a special hotline for the extra sensitive people that can't go to the police. I'd love to see the real numbers, not the fake numbers, the real numbers of what you describe to be a hate crime. Because in some cases, if you look at somebody in a threatening manner, that's considered a hate crime.
3: Even if they pass this, if you go down to scroll down to the very last line of this bill, it says, this entire thing is null and void if there's no funding. And that's okay. it's over and done with. And I think that may happen again. There's yeah. no funding tied to this.
2: It's also including well, a, a bias incident compensation program. So a bias incident is not necessarily a hate crime, but it's included in this. So that means if you feel as though, what, that you've been unfairly discriminated against not necessarily hate but that somehow you didn't get the job you didn't get this something happened at a restaurant that that also you can use that hotline to report it is that
3: right yeah you can re- yeah it's it's, it's kind of like just a, like a hotline a, i don't want to say a suicide hotline or a, you know i'm in trouble kind of hotline but that's the idea behind it it's the again you got to understand who's writing this it's monker dingra who really doesn't like law enforcement and it's a way to go around law enforcement to report these crimes
0: let's remember that when we had the asian hate crimes we had the governor's uh attributing donald trump's words referring to covid as the uh chinese flu and he then drew the drew the line from the president of the united states says these terrible racist things and then people go out and uh beat up asian people um that's what the governor said when he had his press conference This is very similar to that because they tried to do this thing. Bob Ferguson tried to put this bill in place where they would follow you on social media. If they felt that you were a domestic terrorist, they could then come to you, contact you, and help you mentally. The state would re-educate you in a way. This is a similar sort of thing through the side door. This is if you think somebody may be saying something or doing something that's hurting your feelings in some sort of way, the state will step in and go get them because it really is all about stopping all those horrible domestic terrorists, i.e., white men. (laughs)
2: <laughs> they didn't mention how they were going to investigate, <laughs> to did they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do they investigate? They just turn it over to the police? I mean...
3: In the, in this oh, situation... No, yeah.
0: don't get the police involved. Don't no. get the police no, involved.
3: Okay. Yeah, there's uh, some filters before it gets to the police. Yeah. Oh,
0: hoo-ya! wait, wait. Uh, Matt, took a, you took a deep breath like you are going to say something else.
3: No, I was just going to be a hoo I'm, okay. oh, I'm going uh, off in yeah. the surf. Three to four feet, blown out.
1: Hit the tube.
0: Yeah, get the tube. <laughs> get in there. Get to the end of the board. Get your toes out. A fool and his money are easily parted. Right after he takes out all of his teeth, Sherry, and replaces it with titanium. Kanye West. Is he still Kanye West or is he still... It's uh, ye,
2: Yee. Ye. Yeezy. Yeezy.
0: Yeezy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Just Yee. Uh, ye. I like the old Conway. I like the new Conway. <laughs> like the old Conway.
2: So Yee has decided that teeth are optional. So he had all of his removed, allegedly, and he had titanium dentures made.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: I, I don't know. There's no uh, explanation why he decided to do this. Um, but he looks a little bit like um, the James Bond villain Jaws. Uh-huh. And they're kind of just a almost like it's almost like somebody took foil and aluminum foil and put it over the top of their teeth because it, it's just flat. So it's not, they're not like teeth shaped titanium. It's just one big flat thing.
0: Yeah, it doesn't even look real.
2: No, it, it's very strange.
0: Did he say why he did
2: it? He did not. He did not. Oh. So it's possible that this is another gimmick or something for him to get in the news. That he was just wearing them. That, that they got some pictures of him with Chris Rock and his wife, and you know they're they're starting to speculate what it is. But yeah,
0: yeah, I'm looking on TikTok and there's his teeth. Yeah, it, it, to me, you know, having had great teeth, right? From DentalSpecialtiesNorthwest.com. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he would go ahead and do the titanium on that thing, but the problem is, is that he took out—if he did—he took out all of his teeth, so he doesn't have teeth now. He's got dentures, right? dentures wouldn't be the best way to go unless they, you know, uh, drilled him into his uh, jawline.
2: You mean like implants?
0: Harder... Yeah, implants. I wonder if it's harder to take care of titanium teeth.
2: I don't know. I don't know. There's a, a a wide amount of resources out there to ask because I've never you don't I've have never to floss anymore. Yeah. I, I, no. It's, and how would you chew if you just have one big tooth? I mean, if it's just like this flat thing in your front of your mouth, and you don't have individual molars or anything, how do you? I mean, titanium would be durable, but. I like how
0: we're speculating on titanium <laughs> teeth and all the downsides of it. You take the con, I'll take the pro on titanium teeth. I'll tell you this. You know, it was like eight years ago. I was at an auction. I went, sold it! And I brought the microphone up and smashed all of my teeth, Jeez. like six of them in the front. Just oh. And I went up to this woman that's standing back to the side of the stage. who was keeping track of all the bids. I said, I think I chipped my tooth. And she looked up and she goes, tooth? Oh, my God, you mean teeth. And I, <coughs> and spit out a bunch of teeth parts, Te- teeth Ugh. parts, parts of my teeth. <laughs> They're not that complicated. Teeth parts, parts of my teeth. So I go to Doctor Rice Moore. He replaces. See all these kids right in front. So yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teeth all replaced. The great thing is these things don't yellow. They don't stain. But right. The you veneers. Know, you drink coffee. Is yeah, veneers. But right. everything around it. So Nick's like, oh, your teeth are so yellow." I said, "Those are the ones you don't see. Don't worry about those. Those are the bottom babies. Don't worry about the don't worry about the bottom babies. Just just see the front one right there." Oh, oh, oh hey, yeah,
1: So they yeah, didn't pull can, those out, right? They just added veneers to your nubs or they whatever. just file
2: they, them down because I have oh, them too. Oh, add to my nubs.
1: Thanks a lot, Joe. Well,
2: no, they, they just they file them and then they put the new the new fake teeth on.
0: We don't like to refer to them as fake teeth, Sherry. We like to call them my show beauties.
2: <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's these nice. are my
0: show beauties.
2: Yeah, they are. They are showy. They're very pretty. Okay, okay.
0: There you go. They go All with right. your fingers.
2: <laughs> it completes still, the psycho look.
0: By the way, Sherry's still referencing some story that if you're. In, in your pointer finger is shorter than your ring finger, then you're a sociopath, a narcissist, most likely to murder people. Is that yes. what it is?
2: It's the dark triad, yes. You've got all these Machiavellian qualities, all these different things going on. Does it come on, on you suddenly,
0: you. or is it like. W- no, it it's festering? because they,
2: they believe in utero you had more testosterone than no. you probably I needed.
0: I can't stop that! <laughs>